Hi, babies. Welcome back to another episode of Probably Late to Something. Oh, man. I don't know why I'm out of breath. Hold on. <laughs> Holding too much shit in. Hold on. Let's take a deep breath. In through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose again. Out through the mouth. Oof, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. That was kind of crazy. I can't believe I was just so out of breath. <laughs> okay, but welcome to another episode of Probably Late to Something. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you're having a beautiful Wednesday or are about to have a beautiful Wednesday or whatever day you decide to click on this episode. I hope you're doing well and hope you feel me hugging you right now. Hope you feel me hugging you right now. Uh, today we're going to be talking about something really exciting. I know, I know, I know we know personally a lot about this. <laughs> I always call you guys my little goddesses, but we are going to be talking about the goddess Athena today. Um, and I'm going to be quoting a lot from the book, The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene, The 48 Laws of Power. Um, this is a really good book. I have only gotten to chapter two, <laughs> but so far it's taught me a lot of things. I think I've spoke about one of them in the last podcast episode about like learning people's names. I don't know if I ever told you that story. I'm going to try, let me just, let me just try to write that down really fast because that was a really um, big change in my life. So I'm going to try to write that down. Okay. Name story. Okay. Also one of you guys said something. You said, don't forget to tell us about FOMO girl. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Like I know what you're maybe talking about, but I have absolutely no context in what that FOMO girl, like FOMO girl. I, I sat, I sat, I was like, what? Like, I, I know, I know maybe what you're talking about, but like, you have to give me like some context. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, so I'm going to start um, with Athena, right? Because I want in this episode us to all be able to access our inner Athena. Um, they always say that who you want to be, you already are. You know, the person that you want to be one day that has the house and the jobs and the money and just that stability, they are already inside of you. You know, um, we're going to talk also about a meditation a little bit later in the episode of sitting down and calling upon your higher self, calling upon that version of yourself, whatever age you think. I think I feel like mine's like 46. Like, I would love to sit down and talk to 46 year old Malia. I would love to talk to her. I'd be like, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) what worked and what didn't like bitch are you okay are we still hot like are we still hot did the ass get fatter did did we win the lottery like i'm i have so many questions for her um i guess i would actually ask like are you happy maybe that's more humble like down to earth how much fucking money is in our bank account bitch tell me right now <laughs> tell me if it's all worth it um okay but we'll talk about that uh a little later Um, But back to Athena, right? Just for preface, this um, storyline, I guess, not storyline, but it's set back in 432 BC, right? We're talking about Athens. And basically, a city over called Sparta came to Athens and they were like, brought to the governing council, hey, we're going to start this war right now. If you don't agree to what we want, we're going to start a war, right? So then there was a man, hold on, because I knew, I'm going to try, Pericles, I'm going to say it's Pericles, Um, I'm going to say it's Pericles, I used to have it pulled up, I used to have it pulled up, I mean, I'm, it's Pericles, watch. Pericles. Bitch, I'm a fucking academic, 
<laughs> I'm an academic. Um, but so, yes, there was a man named Pericles. He was really well-known, right? Like his entire life he spent in politics, I guess is what you can say back in um, the Greek times and whatnot. Um, but he did things a lot differently. You know, he was the one person, and you can think about politics today. Everyone has an ulterior motive. No one is necessarily genuinely trying to solve things that won't help them in the long run. Does that make sense? So when he was going for, I guess we could say election, you know, going for election, going to the council, trying to raise votes and win money and whatnot, he would take that money and instead of putting it into himself, he would build a statue in uh, town center. Sorry, I have a mad Sula right now. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when I get closer to my period, my body is just hot and swelling and I'm tired. I'm tired as fuck. I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't gone to the gym in two days. And you know what? I don't really care. So I'm not going to try to sit here and argue with you about it. Don't argue with me. Listen, <laughs> sometimes we don't have to go. And yes, last night I had pizza. Okay. And no, no, I'm not going to keep thinking that my neck is getting fat just because I'm on my period. My, when my period comes around, I feel like I'm a gigantic man with a fat neck and no butt. Like, how can I have a fat neck and no ass at the same time, bitch? That shit's fucking stupid. Like, what? 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 Anyways, that's not at all. I'm sorry. I'm just like sweating. I'm just, oof. That got me real, that got me real, real passionate, okay? All I'm going to say is that got me real, real passionate. Got me feeling something. Um, but yeah, so instead of taking that money and using that for himself, he would put um, a statue in the middle of the city to unite the city. He was a firm believer in something called noose. Um, which is like a Greek terminology for intelligence. He believed that we should try to let go of irrationality, right? He knew that everyone based their their ideas and their goals um, off of their ego and their emotions. And he didn't like the fact that the world went like that. Um, he didn't like the fact that that is how a lot of the people, especially Sparta, right? They came down, they were like, all right, listen, we're going to start this war. And if you don't let this, if you don't do exactly what we say, we're going to, we're going to go to town, right? Um, so I'm going to read another quote from this. And it's also going to tell you about Athena really quick in here, right? So what consumed Pericles as a thinker and a public figure was how to get out of the trap of irrationality, how to be truly rational in an area dominated by emotions. The solution he came up with is unique in history and devastatingly powerful in its results. It should serve as our ideal. In his conception, the human mind has to worship something, has to have its attention directed to something it values above all else. For most people, it's their ego. For some, it's their family, their clan, their god, or their nation. For Pericles, it was nous, the ancient Greek word for mind or intelligence. Nous is a force that permit. I don't know if it's new. I say nous, but I'm pretty sure it's nous. Nous. Naus. Naus? No, I think it's nous. I think it's just nous. Um, is a force that permeates the universe, creating meaning and order. The human mind is naturally attracted to this order. This is the source of our intelligence. For Pericles, the noose that he worshipped was embodied by the figure of the goddess Athena. Athena was literally born from the head of Zeus, her name itself reflecting as a combination of god and mind. But Athena came to represent a very particular form of noose. Eminently practical, feminine, and earthy. I just love that. I love a strong goddess, you know? Like, I, I want to get down. We're going to, in the next episode, 
We're going to be talking about another one of Robert Greene's books. The way he writes is awesome. I really like the way he pulls in actual stories and then relates it to actually like today, the world today. Um, but in the next uh, episode, we're going to be talking about seduction. And I will be talking about um, the deities, I believe is what they're called, and the goddesses. Because I think it's just so powerful. And I think that we forget how how much we actually have in us, like how much strength and how much beauty, like we are connected to the earth, mother earth, like that powerful energy flows through us. And I know that we can get wrapped up in the world and like everyone else's opinions and emotions and what everyone's doing in social media that we forget like how we are natural born providers and caretakers and just, I don't know, like strong, sexy fucking stars you know, like we need to step into ourselves again. You know, we need to stay rooted in that and that beautiful femininity that we have, you know, and the same thing for men. If you're if you're watching, you know, your masculinity, like that strong, sexy sense of yourself is is right there. But we just forget. We forget, you know. Um, okay. Um, she is the voice that comes to heroes in times of need, instilling in them a calm spirit, orienting their minds towards the perfect idea for victory and success, then giving them the energy to achieve this. To be visited by Athena was the highest blessing of them all, and it was her spirit that guided great generals and the best artists inventors and tradesmen under her influence a man or woman could see the world with perfect clarity and hit upon the action that was just right for the moment for athens her spirit was invoked to unify the city make it prosperous and productive in essence athena stood for rationality the greatest gift of the gods to mortals for it alone could make a human act with divine wisdom let's just take a second let's just take a second to listen to that Listen to the beauty that her calmness brought to leaders, the beauty that her wisdom and patience offered. This world is so fast paced, especially when we're thinking about social media and how you can just click post, click post, like, dislike, you know, send to your friends. I mean, it, it moves so, so quickly. And I, I, I mean, where is that calmness you know, I think that we also see so many people just like, also, you know, the bad, what is it? Baddies West, baddies East. Like I was a big fan of Bad Girls Club when I was younger. Okay. And I, I mean, I guess you can tell like who maybe watched Bad Girls Club and who didn't like, did you guys watch Bad Girls Club? Like, could you let me know? Cause like I definitely did. Like I loved Winter. I didn't actually like her in that one season, but I love her now. I just like the way she looks. I was like, the, I was just, what, what, what was it? Was it um, in a Bentley truck in a house on the water? And I, <laughs> I loved that. I was like, yeah, get it, get it, get it, girls. Um, but yeah, like I feel like sometimes we can look up and idolize people that do not embody that sort of like patience, calm, uh, bliss. You know, my mom, when every when I was going through a rough time, my mom was like, because I'm a fighter, right? So I'll raise my voice. I'll yell at you. I'll do it. Well, I used to. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm tired, bitch. I'm just trying to survive right now. Like, no, leave me alone. Stop. I'm not going to be involved in your little games, okay? I'm not going to be involved in your games. But um, my mom said to me, why don't you carry yourself with grace and class? And that's what I feel like I, I embody when I think of Athena. Um, also, this is completely separate, but like Kim Kardashian – I like the way that she talks. Like some people are like, she talks like a valley girl. Uh, ooh, hello? Speak, queen. 
Ew, I hate that. I'm sorry. That was like my little like throat. Like, stop. Ew. Oh, I'm going to. No, no, we'll just move on. My, I'm blushing, though. I'm blushing now. But like Kim Kardashian, like I like the way that she kind of just carries herself in a certain way. She doesn't speak too quickly. Like she thinks she's not even necessarily like, calculated. Like she's just like raw, like trying to do. But I don't know. I like the way she carries herself. Her presence doesn't seem like it's too much or too little. Um, and I don't know. I like that. You know, the last person in the room is the smallest, you know, um, I think things like that are great. That's the one thing my father taught me from prison, which I'm still working on learning every day. But um, listen, before you speak, right? Be quiet and observe people in a room before you just like give out like exactly who you are and all of your energy and things like that. Um, but I love that. I love that. So basically Pericles, um, he called to Athena, right? And when everyone was like, everyone in Athens was like, all right, we're going to war. And Pericles was like, wait, why don't we just not retaliate? Why don't we just not fight back, right? So this was his idea, let's not fight back, because he was like, eventually, if we do fight back, we're going to lose our city. You know, we're going to lose our city. And everyone was like, well, we have respected him for so long, like, maybe we should just listen to what he says. So they did. And I think a year and a half, two years go by, and they've lost a lot of their crops. Like, the war, they're not giving up. Like, they've, they haven't retaliated, but they're suffering for it you know and he kept saying like hold out a little longer I was like hold out a little longer right um this is actually kind of a darker twist to the story so I didn't know if I wanted to share it but oh 13 33 on the timer so yes um I will but um they don't no, no one no one wanted to listen to him anymore so he passed away with people being like well he was fucking wrong we should have never listened to him and he passes away Right. So then Sparta just rises and they're like, let's go to war. Let's send everyone that we possibly have to the front lines and da 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 da. Moral of the story or end of the story, they lost. And because they retaliated, their entire city was taken over. Um, they lost, I think, I'm pretty sure, like a big part of their culture and like everything. Um, and it does remind me of a quote that I put on my phone um, a while ago that said, he was, after all, a genius. You can tell that because people still hate him. I am obsessed with that because I, I think that a lot of people can relate to that. When you do things differently than other people, which is, again, something else of like stop asking people for their advice. Stop asking people for what they would do because they are not you. You are not them. That's what makes you you and them them. You know, your strength is in the fact that you aren't anybody else but you your strength is you yourself you know but we are raised to kind of just look around like well do you think this pink shirt matches these green pants stacy says no but who the fuck cares do you like the pink shirt and the green pants matter of fact i'm gonna wear my green pants today with this fucking pink shirt just to prove a point i'll, I'll post a picture insert picture if i have if i remember but you know um when you do things different i do think that you get people that will always hate you, but I would rather be hated by being different than liked by being the same. First of all, fucking bars, bars, bars that I just spit actual fucking bars. That was insane. That was actually, that was actually insane. Um, but yeah, dealing with going back right to how we can look at this, um, in our world today. There was another quote that I really, really liked um, because I feel like it's really important because right now there's so much stuff going on in like politics and 
everything that you're seeing on social media. Um, there are just so, 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 so many things. Um, and by the way, I do want to do a quick prayer for everyone affected right now by what's happening in Palestine and, um, Israel. Everyone, people are asking me to pick a side. I don't have, I, the side that I have is life. Okay. The side that I have is life. All right. And, and I see a lot of people. I mean, everything we do is about being divided. You know, everyone is just trying to pick a side and stay on their one side. And that's never going to get us anywhere. It's never going to get us anywhere. You know, and I know no one's ever going to all get along, but damn it. Could we not just at least care about lives? Is that not something we can all agree on? Love. I always said the the only religion in the world should be love. That should be it. That should be the main. And then how you believe and how you act upon that could be for, you know, if Christianity or Judaism or whatever, but I feel like it should be love. Every single person loves someone. Every single person cares about something. Every single person might have like something to be passionate about. Like why, why doesn't that matter? Because we can all relate to that, you know, but I just, I want to pray for anyone affected, any children, any parents, anybody that's hurt or scared or alone right now. I pray that they're being guided and they're being held and they're staying strong. I mean, I I don't even know what else you could say. Staying strong, getting to a safe place, finding shelter and water and I just, I hope that they know that they are loved. Yeah, it's awful. I'm sorry. Like I watched a, a, a video popped up on my Instagram the other day and it was about this and it was the most disturbing video I've ever seen in my life. Um, it was horrific. I, it was, it was really, really, really awful. And I just, I, I didn't even know, I couldn't even, it made me sick to my stomach because I can't believe that things like that are actually happening in the world right now. Like I couldn't imagine if my elementary school down the street was just bombed. I can't comprehend it because I'm sitting here and honestly, it just made me really grateful to be in America. It made me really grateful to be an American. It made me really fucking grateful to be here right now, being able to put up my camera and film, you know, for, for you guys. Like it's just... I don't know. I know that life can seem so crazy and confusing and like you can get upset or depressed or down or anxious, but it's like at the end of the day, like zoom the fuck out, like zoom out, man. Like having hot water is a blessing, you know, having a grocery store down the street where you could just go and get some fucking chicken tenders. Like that's a blessing right there. And I don't know. It really did affect me seeing that the other, the other night. And honestly, when I do go on the internet, I see people just kind of like putting like little hashtags free Palestine and like things like that. I feel like it's not, I feel like the, it's not, it's not enough. I feel like no one truly is sitting there feeling what it feels like. You know what I mean? No one's sitting there really just empathize, empathizing, emphasizing, hold on. empathizing. Yeah. Yeah. Empathizing with the situation. I feel like a lot of people just grab the hashtag and run around amok thinking like, oh, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. And I'm like, oh, the world. I don't know. I don't know. But I really do pray for um, anyone going out there and, and dealing with that or anyone that has any family members and whatnot. But 
Okay. What I was talking about before, what I was talking about before. Oh, and I'm also very happy that all of you guys are safe. That you're listening to this and you're all safe. I'm sending you a kissy. Okay. Um, Another thing that uh, I thought we could relate this to is because that's why I got into talking about that type of politics, I guess, or like media or news, I guess, um, is the fact that they talk about demagogues in here or Robert Greene did. He said, beware of demagogues who exploit the group effect and stimulate outbreaks of irrationality. This is about politics. This is how you can look and see how people can be rational or irrational, right? The way that we have sides picked in today's world, like one or the other, it's like, you don't even have to hear what the other side is saying because you know you're this side. So whatever they're saying is just absolutely wrong and vice versa, right? They're, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, we're not actually thinking anymore. We're using our egos and our emotions to rule the world, literally, like literally. Um, but it said uh, they rely on vague but loaded words full of emotive quality, such as in as, as justice or truth or patronism. They talk of abstract noble goals rather than solving a specific problem with concrete action. Demagogues in politics or media try to stir a continual sense of panic, urgency, and outrage. I just thought that was interesting. I like the way that that's said because we truly, especially now pretty much know nothing. Most of us pretty much know nothing, you know, but you do hear the little, uh, what are they called? Like, um, clickbait things on the news and on media and that you hear all of that type of stuff, but no one truly actually knows what the fuck is happening. You know? And if you do, please DM me and tell me everything. Like I would, I would love to know. It's hard for me to follow out like a long sometime. Like I get so lost and I get so confused and I get overwhelmed. Um, But it also says here, rationality is something to be acquired by individuals, not by mass movements or technological progress. Feeling superior and beyond, it is a sure sign that irrational, that the irrational is at work. I like that too, because, you know, I do be getting like super, you know, like spiritual and like, I'll like read like a few books and I'm like, I think I'm better than most people. (laughs) I'm just smarter than you. Eh, I'm just smarter than you. And you're so, you're so irrational. You can't even tell. Like, why don't you know? Oh, it's because you're irrational. Yeah. Can't relate. Can't relate. But I mean, thinking that you're above it is, you know, a sure sign that you're being irrational because nobody is completely rational. You know what I mean? Uh, But here's some steps to get out of the irrational state um, and bring out your rational self, right? This is a lot to do with looking inwards, which is what we talk about all the time. And I was thinking about this the other day because I really do sit here and I'm like, I'll do something and I'll get so upset with myself because I'm like, oh, I've worked so hard. Like say like I'm get upset. Like my sister and I, the other day we got into a fight and, um, you know, I got so upset. I was like, you are literally a monster. I said that. So you're a monster, you're a monster. And then like, few hours went by and I was like, damn, like I worked so hard on trying to like be patient, be calm, not do anything too drastic. And here I am calling her a monster. You know, I read, I read the book, um, how to influence people and gain friends. And the one thing they say is note your own faults before you note someone else's faults. 
you know, get someone to say yes before you even start speaking, get someone to see your side, but in, but in order to do so, you have to see theirs first. Like that's everything I've been learning recently. And the minute I got mad, I was like, you're a monster. I mean, how in the world is that going to help us get on the same side? You know, that immediately makes anything I say from there on her enemy. You know what I mean? Whatever I'm saying is now 100% not going to happen. Um, and she's going to go absolutely in the opposite direction of what I'm trying to do. Um, so yeah, I sat there and I got like so disappointed in myself. I was like, look at this shit again. Like, look at this shit. Like I'm always trying to do this inner work. I'm always trying to better myself. And I still keep fucking up sometimes. I just fuck up sometimes. But me knowing and being disappointed a little bit and being like, oh, come on, girl. We knew this. That's the growth. That's the proof in the pudding. Feeling upset that you did something in a way that you are no longer um, trying to do, like the way that your morals can change and the way you want to hold yourself, that accountability is the growth. That is your progress. That is your strength. That is your steps. That's the step. You know, that's one step you're taking. The next time you get angry again, you're like, oh, fuck, you know, another step. It's all of these little tiny things that add up and eventually your entire life will change in the blink of an eye. You know, so I think that's important to note, too, because when you're on this self-love journey, you can get so wrapped up in what you're not doing. You can get so wrapped up in all the things that you haven't done or all the things you haven't done right that you don't realize all the little fucking moves you're making. Baby, you're doing good. You're doing good. And I'm proud of you. You're doing good. You're looking sexy. You're glowing. You're growing. Okay, it's good. It's good. Be happy. Be nice to yourself. Self-compassion is the most important thing when you're on this journey of trying to evolve, trying to grow. You know, when you stand in front of that fucking mirror and you look at yourself and you're going, damn, this is who the fuck I am. Like, oh, just take it all, all, the, all, all of it. The good and the bad, the dark fucking twisted weird shit. And then the little sunflower goddess that's inside of you. When you sit in that mirror and you stare at yourself, you need to come with love. You need to come with love and compassion. Okay. Really important there. All right, so pulling out the rational self, here are some of the steps that he talks about. One of them is knowing yourself thoroughly. Know your triggers, right? Go down the list of all the times that you've overreacted or done something that you didn't feel like truly, truly represented who you were as a person. And ask yourself, was it something super petty that brought out this anger? What was it? You know, know yourself, know your triggers, and then get to the root of them. Get to the root of that um, emotional attachment that you have to them. Um, a quote that he said is, your greatest danger here is your ego and how it makes you unconsciously maintain illusions about yourself. These may be comforting in the moment, but in the long run, they make you defensive and unable to learn or progress. Find a natural position or neutral position from which you can observe your actions with a bit of detachment and even humor. Soon all of this will become second nature. And when the emotional self suddenly rears its head in some situations, right? Your triggers and, you know, um, you will see it as it happens and be able to step back and find a neutral position again, right? Because this is pretty much about finding the things that you did are no good. <laughs> not like, not like you're no good, but like find that thing that's no good, right? Cause you have your opinions, you, you have your triggers and you have your opinions and then you have your reactions to those, right? So when I get triggered, right? 
my sister did something I didn't like. And I was like, you're a fucking monster. And in my head, I'm completely backing that. I'm emotionally rooted in what I just said. I'm emotionally rooted to the ground by her being a monster because I have all of my illusions of myself and how I'm definitely not a monster. So yeah, yeah, right? Like you, you, now we're we're headbutting right we are i'm literally staring bullhorns at her bullhorns back at me but that doesn't do anything you know if i was able to sit there and think about it rationally i would have been able to sit there think in my head oh i'm gonna tell her she's a monster step back from that be like okay well you're clearly triggered by this you're emotionally completely backing that just by your own ego and what you feel about yourself and what your morals are you're not at all thinking of her and her side and her perspective, you're now made both of you enemies and you need to step back. Is calling her a monster going to do anything? No, that's honestly kind of dumb. Like, you know, like imagine like you're really, we got into a huge fight. What'd you do? Called her fucking monster. Like, you know, um, no one's perfect. Again, self-compassion. And again, I, you know, sometimes you got to call someone a monster every now and then, because if I didn't, then I wouldn't know that I will probably never call someone a monster again that's a fucking lie that's a fucking lie um another one i love this one i love this one i love this one i love this one i'm gonna read the whole paragraph because i think it's really really important accept people as facts we need to know this we need to know this we need to know this accept people for who they are when someone shows you who they are believe them the first time baby how many times we're gonna make that mistake accept people as facts right right do you know how many times i i'm a I be creating delusions in my head all my entire fucking life. I, every man I've ever dated hasn't even been a real man. They're, they're not even real. Every man I've had a crush on, every girl I've had a crush on, except one. One's perfect. Everyone else, though, I mean, I've been having a crush on people that literally have never done anything for me. I did people that I thought were, like, so sexy, so hot, did all these things for me. They didn't actually ever drop off those flowers. I just fucking imagine it created a fake person in my head um and you gotta really just people are facts what they do and what they say and how they act and how they treat you and how they make you feel that is real not any of the freaking potential the potential that they have like bitch i'm trying to you you need to be focusing on you girl you need to be focusing on you why are you trying to look for their potential where the fuck is your potential you're wasting your potential trying to find this nigga's potential get out of my face get out of my face Accept people as facts. Okay. Interactions with people are the major source of emotional turmoil, but it doesn't have to be that way. The problem is that we are continually judging people, wishing they were something that they were not. Yes. We want to change them. We want them to think and act a certain way. Most often because we think and act that way. And because it's not, and because this is not possible, because everyone is different, we are continually frustrated and upset. Instead, see other people as a phenomena. Phenomenon? phenomenon as neutral as comets or planets they simply exist they come in all varieties making life rich and interesting work with what they give you instead of resisting and trying to change them make understanding people a fun game the solving of puzzles it is all part of the human comedy yes people are irrational but so are you I love it. I love it. I love it. Make your acceptance of human nature as radical as possible. This will calm you down and help you observe people more dispassionately. 
dispassionately, yes, 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 understanding them on a deeper level. You will stop projecting your own emotions onto them. All of this will give you a more balanced and calmness, more mental space for thinking. I love that. I love that. Accept people as facts because if you don't, you're going to be frustrated all the damn time trying to change these motherfuckers. Like, do you know how how easy it is to 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 see a man that's disappointing you just as a man that's disappointing you instead of the man that could be your husband if he did this, 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 you know, instead of sending that that fucking giant essay to your friends and say, should I send this to him? And then all eight of your friends having to read this stupid, dumb paragraph about you being like, please think about bringing me flowers. Can you text me good morning and good night? Oh, oh, I'm sick to my stomach. Honestly, just even thinking about me ever asking a man to text me good morning and good night. Never text me good morning and night. never text me in general. My phone is off. My phone is off. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want, I don't want you, I don't want anything from you. I want nothing from you. But yes, girl, accept people as facts. Speak. Speak, Robert. Speak. Now we've talked about our favorite goddess, right? We've talked about Athena. We've talked about rationality. Um, we've talked about ways that we could bring out our rational self, why we'd want to, and how that just affects our our lives in general. I also want to talk to you about intuitive and invasive um, thoughts, right? So I am an audio girl, an audiobook girl, audible girl. Um, so I've been listening to, or I'm about to be finished. I have like 20 minutes left of The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weiss. I believe this one is hers too. Yeah. So this book right here as well is hers. I also got this off of like a TikTok. Um, the 101 essays that will change the way you think. This is really, this is a really, really cool book. Um, I don't think it's one that's necessarily like a book that you like sit down and read every day. I think it's one of those ones you can kind of like flip through. Um, but yeah, I'll try to remember to read a quote um, from the book before um, the podcast is over. But oh, three, three, three! Yeah, uh, I love when I'm filming and I and I and I get angel numbers. Like when I'm looking at the timer on here, or it's three, three, three on here too. What? It's three thirty-three, and we have officially just hit thirty-three minutes and three seconds on the podcast. No, no, <laughs> no, that's not real. That's not real. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's impossible. <laughs> that's impossible. It doesn't make sense. No, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. You're, you're messing around with me. Okay, back to um, the book, uh, The Mountain Is You. I really like the book, by the way. I think um, I am self-destructive. I think, or I have self-destructive tendencies. Um, like, you know, what was I talking about the other day? Not the placebo effect, the fucking imposter syndrome. Like I refuse to believe that I am like doing good or I've ever done anything good. Um, so it's that, I don't think the TV was on in the background before, but I am watching the movie Zoom Academy for superheroes. And it makes me just, I don't know, it gave, it gave me some sort of, like I'm a, I'm a person that is a firm, firm believer that movies create peace so like i watch pirates of the caribbean just so you guys know if you love me you'll remember this fact i know every single pirates of the caribbean movie by heart every word okay every single thing that's gonna happen because last month when i was super anxious i finished all of the movies three times each 
Like I'm talking about, and I know this is something that people with anxiety do. I'm going to Google it just to be sure. Um, but I will watch the movie when it ends and the credits roll. I hit restart. Shut the fuck up. Three minutes and 33 seconds that the camera has been recording. Shut up. Stop. I'm bewildered. I'm literally bewildered. That made me so happy. What the heck? What the fuck? That's crazy. Okay. What was my question? Does rewatching movies have something to do with anxiety? Like rewatching movies and TV shows. Um, when you find yourself ruminating over an upcoming, okay, social event or past interaction, you can help calm your mind by turning it to something predictable. Ultimately, rewatching your favorite shows or movies can prove to be useful, a useful coping skills for anxiety. Um, what? You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe it. You're not, 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 not going to believe it. You're literally not going to believe it. Look, look, look. I don't know if you can see the screen, but do you see it says, what is the three, three, three rule for anxiety? Why is that? What the heck? That is three, 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 like one, two, three, four times within like a minute. That is kind of crazy, right? Like that's, there's no way. My eyes are about to start watering. That's insane. Are you, are you, do you guys feel this energy right now? Like stop, 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 stop. Um, okay. Anyways. Yeah. I watched that movie a lot. Why? I don't know why in the world I was speaking on that. Oh, because I'm watching this. Yeah. I don't know. Movies definitely like cure my anxiety. Like I love like when a movie stops, the, the, the fact that I can hit the replay button, I'm on it pronto. Replay. Boom replay boom Re it's like my favorite i don't know it's just like mm, that whole hour doesn't exist anymore <laughs> the mm, erased i'm a time eraser i'm a time traveler um but yes i want to talk about um intuitive and invasive thinking so um th there's also it's called intrusive right intrusive thoughts are thoughts that randomly pop up in your head and stem from fear while intuitive thoughts are thoughts that you get from your higher self so she has i believe it's like what chapter is it i'm on right now it's chapter seven this is the last chapter i believe no, there's one more chapter. Um, but she talks a lot about intuitive thoughts versus invasive thoughts. And if we're going to be sitting here talking about being rational and learning about, you know, how our, um, how what we do affects the world around us, we also have to, like we were talking about before, dig deeper, dig into ourselves, find our triggers and, and things like that. And a big part of that is our thought process right? They say, if you want to change yourself, you have to change the way you think, um, the way you think, what you think about, you know, what you think is important. You need to change your priorities. Um, I want to flip so bad to a different thing, but I think I'm going to, no, I can't, I can't, I have to, I have to, I have to talk about it. Okay. So atomic habits, right? In here, he talks about how when people set a goal, um, and people set like a place they want to get to in their life or the person, the type of person they want to be. Right. So if you use an example in here, um, by the way, this is atomic habits by James clear. Um, he says that, you know, people that want to stop smoking, right. They have to change themselves. They have to literally say, I'm not a smoker. Right. But the problem that a lot of people do is they go, Oh, I don't smoke anymore. Right. Someone offers you a cigarette. They go, Oh, I don't smoke anymore. The person that's going to actually be successful in stopping smoking is going to look at that person and say, I'm not a smoker. 
right? You have to change the way that you are. Like you have to change the way you believe, like what you believe, who you believe you are, I guess, is what you have to change. And I just wanted to say that because I love that. Also in that book, I was going to use these quotes for the next episode, but I'm going to say them anyways. There's a quote about bamboo, which I love because I think it kind of shows um, back to what I was saying earlier about how when you when you get disappointed in yourself for not doing exactly what you've been trying to do or practicing to do like with patience and you know whatever the case may be um you can sit there and like beat yourself up right but we have to have self-compassion when it comes to our healing journeys and and truly truly doing our best to be our best self right um and i like this it says bamboo can barely be seen for the first five years as it builds extensive root systems under the ground before exploding 90 feet into the air within six weeks. I don't know. I just thought that. And I was like, I want you to know that you're the freaking cutest, cutest bamboo I've ever seen in my life. Like that is you, you know, every, um, sorry, you got something in your hair, (laughs) every single thing that you've ever tried to do, it's all building up for you to be who you are. And I don't know. I just want you to have compassion when you talk to yourself, when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you fuck up and you are yelling at yourself. I want you to remember this right now, now trying to follow the path of where I fucking first started, um, back to the thought processes, right? Like you have to be aware of how you're speaking to yourself, how your mind is working, right? Because you are not your thoughts. You're the observer of your thoughts, right? When you talk about like monks and meditation, uh, they always say there's like a little tiny Buddha just sitting in your belly, you know, and, and and they are watching you, whether that's, you know, your higher self. I always kind of view it as my higher self, but they're kind of just sitting there watching you react to everything around you. You know, they're just peaceful, not doing too much, you know, and we're the ones out here running around with like, like we're chickens with their heads cut off. Um, but again, like intuitive thoughts, they are supposed to never make you feel panicked, right? They're nice and they're soft. They're from your best self, the best self that you have, right? Your highest self, they're calm, they're peaceful, and they solve problems, okay? They don't create problems. These thoughts are warming and comforting, and they help others instead of making others like your enemy, you know? These thoughts are safe, right? That is intuitive. Then there's invasive, right? These are scary thoughts. They're mean thoughts that you give to yourself. Um, They close your heart up really, really quickly. Um, They make you feel stuck. They make you fearful. They're from fear. um, They make you feel small. Um, They create problems. They don't solve problems. And it creates um, a me versus you reality, right? Because the intuitive thoughts can help you help others, right? Helping you is helping others. Invasive, it creates me versus them, which is, I feel like a big part of the world today. And I try not to say things like that because I know that everyone is different. And I, I, and I, and I know that there's so much good that happens that who can truly say there's more evil than good. You know, like I've met some really, really great people. And then I've just met some average people that are like, whatever. And then I've met some awful monsters. Oh, there I go again with the word monster. Monster, monster, monster. It's my new favorite vocabulary word. Every time I say monster, Venmo me, Venmo me, $300. Another thing I thought about invasive thoughts, which is really important to me because I when she when I was listening to the book and it said this, I was like, holy shit. A big form of an invasive thought is you assuming 
what others are thinking. And that is completely irrational. You cannot assume what people, I swear I have arguments in my head with people. One, one, one. I'm just, I'm I'm just gonna, I'm just not even gonna keep doing it to you. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut because these angel numbers, they just be running after me. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's completely irrational to assume that you know what someone is thinking. And I be having arguments in my head with people, like arguments, like full on arguments. I'm like, well, why'd you fucking say that? Why'd you think that way? No, you looked at me that way. I'm not stupid. Do you think I'm stupid? I mean, like, I, I think we all do it. I think we all do it, you know? And I mean, it's just like, it's like, if we know that we, we do not know what someone else is thinking, what someone else has gone through. This is a big thing when it's talking like about being embarrassed about something like anxiety. Oh my God. Getting drunk and doing a whole bunch of like embarrassing things and stuff. Like say it's something super, super fucking embarrassing right? Like you fell on the stairs, threw up on yourself and your, your titty popped out, right? That, that, that's, that, that, that's, that's pretty embarrassing, right? Um, so yeah, people would note it and be like, oh fuck, that's crazy. No one's going to think about it again. Maybe the next day they'll talk about it. But like, other than that, like no one's going to think about it. You're going to think about that for the rest of your fucking life. Like you're going to take that with you forever. That's carrying you. I bet you're thinking about that tonight when you close your eyes. Like that, that carries with you, but it doesn't carry with anybody else. No one else is thinking that. And you cannot know what people are thinking. You know, when you're walking into um, a party um, or, you know, a class, wherever you're going, the mall, wherever you are, when you're walking in, I know that it can feel like people are judging you. And I'll sometimes be like, well, that girl clearly hates my fucking shirt. Or like, mm, maybe they think my butt doesn't look good from this angle. Like, I'll be thinking weird shit like that. And I'm like, how? Th- that girl might have been admiring my shirt, being like, holy fuck, I love that shirt. I wish I could go up to her and ask her where that shirt is, but I don't want to be weird. And here I am stressing myself out, like, maybe this is a stupid shirt. Then I'm going to spiral. I'm going to be like, my shirt's stupid. So are my shoes. Why do I even bother? Why am I getting up out of bed? This whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of these things are so important to kind of note. And although we talk about self-love and self-growth and like we're here for a reason and we're, and we're doing this all for a reason, it's harder. This is the harder path. Working on yourself, even when you don't fucking want to, is hard as fuck. You're strong. I'm strong. We're strong right? People don't do this, right? And sometimes, oh, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but sometimes like I think about it, you know, they do say ignorance is fucking bliss. Could you imagine, could you imagine not ever thinking about anything? Like I stay up at night and I contemplate my existence as a human being. I'm like, well, where, what's my talent? (laughs) What's my little special trick? God, like what's going on, you know? And and other people just sit there and they don't think a fucking thing. They don't have a thought, you know? I'm over here contemplating my entire existence. I'm contemplating the existence of existence of, of the existence. And some people don't fucking think. Some people are like frogs on a leaf thinking about fucking nothing, staring off into the distance with not a damn thought in their head. And I'm sitting here, wondering why I was born. What? Just be born. No way. 1444 on the timer. I'm honestly kind of shocked. I don't even know what to say. It's like, it's like taking me off of like, it's, it's taking me off of the, the, the role that I got going on. But I think it's also just like, you're where you need to be, bitch. You're where you need to be, bitch. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's do it. Let's does it. I, I love it. I love it. I do. I do. I do. I really, really do. 
Um, but yeah, ignorance is bliss. Fuck all this shit. Let's just mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. Fuck this shit. Let's just be ignorant. And yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to be ignorant for Halloween next year. Did I already say that October next year is canceled? October 2024 isn't happening. Isn't happening. Yeah. I canceled it. October last month was the worst month ever. Like it was, it was, it was terrible. I was so depressed in October. I was like, I don't want to live. Good thing I got over that. Cause in November, this is, this is sexy November. This is what's a, what's a sexy, what's a sexy synonym. What's a synonym for sexy that starts with an N no, naughty November, nutty November. I'll, I'll go with naughty November. I think that was the closest that we were going to get. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Another thing that, um, she said that I liked was that we should be striving for the glow up that cannot be shown in a few pixels on fucking social media. We need to strive for the glow up that can is, isn't seen, right? We can't just be sitting here like, Oh, look, I'm so healed now. Click post. I mean, we can't be striving for a glow up that can be formed into two sentences or a fucking caption. You know, the glow up that we're doing is every day. The glow up that we're having and the growth that we're having is included in the setbacks. Okay. It's included in the setbacks. The loss is part of the plan. The pain is part of the plan. Okay. Um, and I think all of that needs to be include it. it needs to be all just wrapped up together when i say this world is a beautiful fucking mess it's a beautiful wreck it's chaotically beautiful i feel like we can all sit there and feel that right i can feel that in my titties i'm sure you can too girl i know you can i know you can by the way my boobs are sore for the first time since i got them done someone someone the other day asked me if my boobs were real and i was like girl i grew them myself except the silicone <laughs> We. Anyways, um yeah, okay, I'm getting off I'm getting off track. I'm sorry. I'm getting off track. Let's see. Oh, another thing I want to talk about. Um she said in that book, I I I didn't really quote it, so I feel like this is kind of putting it into my own words a little bit, but next time you see yourself asking others for their approval, it's almost always because you don't have your own. I talked about that a little bit in the last episode where it's kind of like you always strive for approval outside of yourself, but very, very rarely do we ask ourselves if we think that the pink shirt with the green pants match. Because honey, why'd you pick them out? You picked them out. You saw something. Something in your brain was like, I kind of vibe with the way that looks. But then you went and immediately asked your mom and she said, you look stupid. So now you'll never wear pink and green. And who knows if pink and green were your color? They could have been, they could still be, you know, but I mean, if you're out there asking other people for their approval, it's because you don't have your own Wait, If I sit here and I know that I'm the sexiest thing that's ever walked the planet, I don't need you to tell me I am because I already know I am, you know, and it's, it's way easier said than done. We all know this. And again, this is a a zone of, of, of support and safety, um, where we can be completely transparent. Like, dude, sometimes I feel like I'm the hottest woman to ever breathe on the earth. Like, I feel like I could stare at a man and bring him down to his knees. And sometimes I feel like I'm a fat, disgusting ogre. Okay. Like I literally sometimes look at myself and I'm like, 
Like, why are you even like, why, or don't you fucking try? Aren't you trying at all? Fuck, get it together. <laughs> and then the times I wake up, I'm like, whoa, mama's sexy as hell. I ain't never seen someone that fine. I never, I ain't never seen someone that fine. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. I don't, but the ogre thing, like, I'm so positive. Like, the girlies will understand me when I say that. Like, I just be feeling like a fucking ogre. Like, an ogre. Like, for real. Like, not funny, cute, like, just an ogre. And not the one from Shrek where they get a happy ending. The one that never gets the happy ending. The one that nothing happy is ever going to happen to. That ogre. Just to be, just to be specific. (laughs) Okay, just to be spontaneous frank. Just to be specific. Also, how did you guys like Chitter Chats last Friday? Did you guys like it? Hope you guys are following the podcast Instagram, probably like to something. Um, The first one, I feel like I've said this before, got deleted. So I had to, we're starting from scratch, which, you know, I'm going to roll with and I'm going to say that that's what it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. You know, I, you know, didn't really put too much I would go on and off of my things, but we've already talked about that, you know, on and off my productivity for that. Um, Okay, so now we're going to do our journal prompt, which you know I love. I'm a fan of our our journaling um, series, and I'm pretty sure it's the second one, right? Yeah, because we've only done one episode before this. So the today's journal prompt, by the way, um, shirts are still for sale as well as hoodies and journals. So the journal prompt for today is what's causing my frustration and what shifts is the universe calling on me to make to relieve that frustration? Because we are the only ones in control of our future in our lives. We're the only ones that are in control of our brain and our health. We're the only ones that can truly, truly make a difference in our life and the way that we're living and the way that we're feeling. So a lot of times if you sit there and you actually write down, like I, I was at a restaurant when I wrote down that little uh, journal prompt and I was sitting there and I was like, I immediately knew the answer, but I'm sitting here frustrated for an entire week. Like just like, Oh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And then I sit down and I immediately write it down. I'm like, what the, the, that's the, well, that, well, why don't I just stop doing that? Right? Like if I know what the problem is, why am I still doing it? Why am I still doing it? Like these little automatic like moves that our brains do sometimes that are completely in the opposite direction of what we actually want is crazy. You know, it's like, I don't want to do this. Okay, honey, then don't, right? You don't want to feel that way, then don't. You don't want to get hurt by that person anymore, then don't. You feel stuck, get up, you know? You have the power in your life to change it. You you have the power to be whoever the fuck you want to be. Um, and we are the ones that get in our way. We are our mountain. The mountain is us. The mountain is you. Two, two, two on the timer. I've, sh- I'm going to like pee pee myself or tinkle because like I'm just getting too fucking excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's really, really crazy. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Probably Late to Something. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I hope we can all really, really soak up um, our inner Athena. I hope we can all just move around with more grace and beauty and love and wisdom. I hope we can act slower react slower take time think before we speak hope we can always carry our head held high 
Um, and like, I, I know they used to talk about Marilyn Monroe, right? She would walk in a room and it would look like she was floating. Again, we're going to talk about that in the next episode, um, seduction and the different types of like, you know, uh, su- su- seductive women. Um, she was, Marilyn Monroe was in the, um, siren category, but it was really cool the way that they do speak about Marilyn Monroe and the things that she had said about herself. It's, it's really interesting. You'll, you'll really like the next episode on that. Um, I think I'll do orange eyeshadow because I'm obsessed with that one freaking walk that she did in that. I'm like, dude, damn, like I... She looked stunning in that. But thank you guys so much for coming back to another episode. I really hope you guys enjoy that um, journal prompt. And hopefully um, you you really gain some strength from it. And take some action, honey. Take some action. I love you guys so much. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Don't forget to stay tuned for Friday's Chitter Chats. Because it's going fucking down, baby. I love you. Love yourself too. Hell yeah.